This is Black History Month Inspirations, a 76ers Podcast Network miniseries. Part 4 Lessons in Toughness. It was April of 2019, and Mike Scott hadn't even been with the 76ers for two months. That might not sound like a long time, but for a guy like Scott, the moment he puts on your jersey, you've got his heart. So it should have come as no surprise that Scott responded the way he did when this situation broke out at the center in a late-season matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks. And now here again, they're daring Adetokounmpo to shoot a three, and he makes them pay. Joel and B. Whoa, man, there's that Bledsoe. He just whipped the ball in the beam. Oh, look out. Bledsoe, Bledsoe for Milwaukee. Was involved. We'll have to get another look at that. Wow, Bledsoe, he threw the ball at Embiid. I just glanced up and saw that. Oh, my! He just fired the ball. He's got to be tossed out of here. Are you kidding me? And the coaches come out, the head coaches, to separate the antagonists. Unbelievable. I have not seen a violent act like that in years. They blew the whistle when Bledsoe gave him a little shove to the back there, and then Embiid tossed the ball, and Bledsoe tossed it back. So let's... Mike Scott, I think, tossed the ball in there as well. It was hard to blame him, given the circumstances. He understandably came to the defense of his teammate. The technical foul of Joel Embiid, the technical foul of Mike Scott. Two technical fouls on Eric Bledsoe. He is ejected. Perhaps not so coincidentally, Scott then proceeded to go off in the best possible way. And the Sixers take it down the court to Scott. Mike Scott, left corner, got it. Beat me up, Scotty, put it in. Here's Scott again for three. Play by Smith to get it to Scott, and that was for three for Mike Scott. Scott from his favorite spot. Wow. Another three. Maybe another one. It's a Scott three, and down it goes for Mike Scott. Joel turns into the lane, jumps around. Lopez in the corner. Scott for three. He's done it again. Mike Scott, baseline left. Joel kicks it out. Scott knocks it in. Sixes by five. Scott finished the game with 22 points, which tied a season high and knocked down six of eight three-point attempts. That scuffle uh, in the first quarter, how important was it for you to kind of jump in there and be like, hey, that's my teammate type of thing and uh, go chemistry? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to ride. Um, that's just how I am, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, if it's wrong, we'll talk about it after the game. But, you know, during the game, that's just how I am. There's plenty more to Mike Scott than toughness, but make no mistake about it. For the Chesapeake native, toughness is one of his defining traits. I think that's just coming from Virginia, South 5 7. After a game, Scott wants you to remember who you went up against. Plays hard, he's a dog, you know, he makes shots. He's, you know, when you switch on him, he's going to try to bury you or just, you know, push you around. You know, he's physical. You know, when he comes to the game, you know, he's going to play with a lot of energy and be physical and be tough and do whatever it takes to win. The obvious question is, where does Scott's toughness come from? The answer can be found close to the heart close to home, and essentially identical in name. His dad. Michael H. Scott was a Marine for 25 years, straight out of high school. It was tough. Um, you know, he, he didn't go f- he didn't take f- did tours, he was a drill sergeant, did tours, in the, you know, Death Storm and Iraq and all that stuff. You know, he was a beast, he was tough, he was in shape. <laughs> he didn't get fat and old and he was retired, and, you know, 
as he should. He had a crazy life. At one point, the elder Scott held three jobs. These days, he's still living in Chesapeake, Virginia. Since 2013, he's been working in the Norfolk public school system as school security. On one of the walls of his office is the reproduction of a painting of his son commissioned by a friend from Mike himself. Young Mike was a very um, interesting kid, you know, because for the most part, he was a lot taller than all the other kids of his age. And to him, he felt that he needed to shrink down to, to their size, not realizing that, okay, that's not ever going to really happen. You're going to continuously be taller than most of the folks that you're hanging around, especially if you're hanging around children of your age. We worked on building that confidence and being able to stand up and stand tall. So quite literally, Scott stood out. When Scott was born in July of 1988, his father had already logged nearly a decade of service in the Marines. He enlisted in August 1978. I was a fairly decent academic kid and, and school didn't interest me like that anymore. A friend of mine came to me and said, hey, I'm going in the Marines. Uh, man, you should come in with me on, on the buddy system. I looked at him, and then I looked at me, and I said, okay, I'm a lot stronger than him. I'm a lot more athletic than him. My academics is a lot higher than his. And if he thinks he can make it, I know I can make it. And I'm not saying that to slight the guy, because he was good at what he do. I just knew that if he could make it, I know I was going to be able to make it. And as funny as it may seem, I ended up carrying him through boot camp. Michael Scott had an interest in sports growing up, but wasn't exactly encouraged to play. His parents wanted him focused on his education and preparing to enter the workforce. Scott wanted a different experience for his own kids. I said, okay, something has to change. And as I grew into adulthood and, and started my own family, I made sure that, you know, everything with Mike was going to be, you know, where he needed it to be or what was best for him and give him a uh, successful life in the end. When Scott reflects on his military days, his voice is filled with fondness and nostalgia. There's no hint of fatigue, regret or resentment. He even called himself lucky because each of the three positions he held in the Marines kept him relatively sedentary for extended periods of time. Scott had two stints on Paris Island, near Hilton Head in South Carolina. Then, when Mike was born, his dad was based out of the Marine Corps University in Quantico, Virginia. After that, Michael Scott's final duty station took him and his family across the country to Camp Pendleton in Southern California. My last deployment took me out for the grueling six months, which actually turns into be almost nine months. But at that time, prior to me going out, I actually sent Mike back this way. I was out in California. I sent him back this way. Uh, and they set up a household back here and, you know, kept things going until I got back here the following year. That was that time period that I was away from them. But believe me, every opportunity I had, I was on the phone. I was trying to do some type of video. Uh, you know, they didn't have all these fancy gadgets where you can do Zoom and all this stuff like you're able to do now. I didn't have a, a cell phone, so, I, I, you know, I was trying to make calls from the ship or whatever. We, we, we made it work. We made it work. We made it work. We made it work. Before Mike Scott was sent back east, something seminal happened on his dad's base. 
that's where Mike actually started playing basketball. Before Mike was out of elementary school, he was already turning heads, especially his father's, who had returned home and retired from the service. In his early days, he, he played recreational ball, and this was like when he was like eight years old. During the game, he ended up with like 45 points for that particular game. And, you know, some folks would say, well, he uh, hogged the ball. No, he was only able to play two quarters. He played the second and the fourth quarter only, second and fourth quarter, and uh, ended up with those 45 points. And that was another one of those uh, turning points for him or those, those moments for him that he really accomplished something. And that's when I seen that, that flash of, okay, maybe he got something here. In the Scott household, however, there was an important distinction. Basketball was a reward, not a right. He only played school ball if his grades was right. And that was the deal between he and I. If your grades aren't right, then you don't get a chance to play. Freshman year, he tried to test the waters and uh, had some questionable grades. But then the coach sent the note home one day and said, Mr. Scott, Mike has to go to study hall. I took that same note. I turned it over and I said, no, coach, Mike will be coming home. He'll be doing his study hall at home with me. And until further notice, he will not be with the team. Once he picks his grades back up, then maybe he'll be able to rejoin the team with your permission. And so that's what we did. There was another condition between Mike and his dad, whether Mike liked it or not back then. My dad used to make me play with the older guys, and they used to pump me. They used to, um, man, you got to get tougher. Uh, you know, they wouldn't call me soft, but I feel like they was, you know, I, I probably was, you know, timid and a little soft. You know, I was a little frail, uh, 6'6", 200 pounds, and I didn't really have that you know, that tough mentality demeanor till I started getting older and start getting that mindset. But, you know, growing up, I used to just get, you know, not bullied, but he just always used to take, make me play with the older guys. And I guess that would just help me get, you know, get that mindset, get tougher. Something worth noting, the context both Mike Scott and his dad use when talking about Mike and his toughness, it's all about what's going on between his ears. He's not a physical tough guy as far as someone that constantly I had to go to school because he was always in fights. He was able to handle himself, so he was able to avoid much of that. I think a lot of what he has now is that mental toughness and that aggressiveness. And I think a lot of that came from him, I would say, watching me during my Marine Corps career because, you know, oftentimes I would take him to work with me and he watched me, you know, give commands to 20, 30 guys and they go ahead and do what they got to do. And if they don't want to do it, then they suffer the consequences, whatever that may be. I always pushed him to, to, hey, you can overcome this, you can overcome whatever challenges that comes in front of you. Take that situation as a learning experience and you keep on pushing forward. So. You know, that's, that's why I think a lot of that toughness comes from. For Michael Scott, finding the best balance didn't come right away. <laughs> well, initially, that was the approach. What I used at work, I used at home. And then I realized that, no, that that is not the right format. That's, that's not going to work. Because what we do in the Marine Corps, especially during the time I was a drill instructor, you know, we do a lot of intimidation factors. 
they realizing that they're out there with us. They're on an island. There's no way for them to get home. I initially had that same concept when I came home, but I realized that, no, that's not it. I'm talking about my child, someone that I love, and I can't use that same tactic on him because I, I will end up burning him out and, and, and just totally destroying him mentally. I pulled back a whole lot and, you know, just started focusing on just nurturing him more. And at the same time, making sure I, I maintain that level of tough love. And we got through it. I was determined that he was going to be successful in something, whether or not it was in sports, whether or not it was academically, whether or not it was somewhere in corporate America. He was going to be successful in something. And so he was. Mike Scott landed a scholarship to one of his home state premier schools, the University of Virginia. His senior season at Virginia, Scott's team also featured future NBA players Joe Harris and Malcolm Brogdon. Mike Scott was huge for Virginia, understanding as a senior, he needed to put the team on his back, and he did that in overtime, and he was truly the difference in the way the outcome of this one turned out. Well, Maryland struggled at the free throw line. Just Scott was chosen in the second round of the 2012 NBA draft by Atlanta. At that time, the Hawks, featuring Al Horford, Lou Williams, and Jeff Teague, were a perennial playoff team. Lou Williams spins it up top. Mike Scott. There is. Oh, look, Mike turned the other way before it went. He's at the top of the key. Great Scott for three. And so began the next phase of Scott's education and toughness. I was in Atlanta. I had some, I had some hardcore vets. You know, my rookie year, I had Josh Smith, Sean Stevenson, Anthony Morrow, Saza. Lou was my vet. Al was there. I had great professionals, Kyle Corver, Devin Harris. And at the same time, I had professionals, Anthony Tolliver, like guys who I learned like how to be a pro. You know, Paul Millsap got there, Damari Carroll. But for the most part, you know, I was always taught, you know, just be physical, be aggressive. Had that mind frame of nobody's going to pump me and just play with that chip on your shoulders. The lessons have been long-lasting. Scott is now a father of two, and yes, the apple and the tree seem to be in full effect. When I'm talking to my son or when I'm with my son, I can see like, damn, yeah, that's how my dad would do. You know, just being, showing that tough love. My dad had a lot of tough love. And that's how I, that's how I sometimes I show love to my son. Showing him discipline, that's what my dad showed me. He has some of them same qualities that I see when I observe him and his son together. Now, to be honest with you, his daughter, I think she got him wrapped around that finger, and and that's just a normal thing. That's just the way it is with dads and girls. (laughs) It's something I used to say to Mike. We we used to say, I I would say the great, and he would say Scott. And so we we would just go on with that. And so uh, I don't know if he's doing that with his son now, but that's just something that I would say to him to assure that, hey, you got to remember that Scott has a sense of greatness in you, and, and you got to uphold that. And he got to keep it moving. There's no doubt by graduating from the University of Virginia and carving out a nine-year career in the NBA, Mike Scott has indeed done great things to honor his family name. Dad watches regularly, and to bring the story full circle, he had the TV on back in April 2019 when Eric Bledsoe went after Joel Embiid. I've watched that situation a few times over, and I was like, okay. I said, well... You know, you're just defending your teammate. 
and, and you have to be able to have his back just as you expect him to have your back. And that's what he's all about. He's going to make sure that he is a nurturer. He is one that's going to be there for, you know, his next guy. In other words, he's going to be his brother's keeper, something that I have been doing for, man, all my life. For as much as Michael Scott may have inspired his son, Mike has provided his dad quite the ride in return. Because of the things that he has accomplished, you know, uh, academically and, you know, all the other challenges and, and trials and tribulations that we went through as a family and he's able to still stand tall and, and still feel good about himself. So as a result, being rewarded with being able to play in the league for these nine seasons has been, oh man, it just brings joy to my heart. Joy to my heart. Black History Month Inspirations is a production of the 76ers Podcast Network. Our voiceover artist is Nick McCain. Production support from Mike Scott and Michael Scott. Music courtesy of APM Music. Look for text versions of these episodes on the 76ers digital and social platforms, and be sure to search the 76ers Podcast Network's back catalog for previous installments in this four-part miniseries. And lastly, remember, Black History Month is really more than a month. These are stories and themes that should be told and kept in mind every day.